Hey, you got the morning show with Aaron and excuse the squeaky microphone stand in the studio. I've got Jasmine from the Environment Centre. Good morning. Morena. So how's the how's the Environment Centre going? I see this it's busy over there this morning. Oh yes, they're doing uh we've got um our treasurer Steve, um, who's also the ops manager, acting ops manager at uh Extreme Zero Waste. And our Because he likes to be busy. <laughs> yeah. Um he's obviously not busy enough, is he, Aaron? Well, we could find some things for him to do over here <laughs> if, if he's at all worried. Um, and our new employee, Katie yeah. Lowe's, um, they are doing, they've been attending an online workshop uh, every Wednesday together um, on Te Tiriti training. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And understanding. Yeah. Right. So I shouldn't barge in over there now and get, get a glass of water like I often do. <laughs> Probably not right now. No, no. We've got something else to do anyway. So um so what have you been up to? What have you been working on lately? Uh well we've we've just spent the last couple of days in a workshop at, up at Extreme. Um yeah. so it's it's uh the Zero Waste Network, which is an umbrella organization for a lot of other organizations in the country um to work towards a goal of um a circular economy. Yeah. So um, that's what zero waste means. It, 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 I think the people get a little bit put off by the concept of zero waste, thinking that you've got to el- eliminate everything in your life. But it's basically I, I, the best way to explain it is I actually asked my eleven-year-old on the way to school yesterday, "What does circular economy mean to you, Stella?" Mm. And she said, "That sounds like it. You shouldn't go down a dead end street." And I thought that was mm, yeah, quite a clever way yeah, of yeah. understanding it. It's, yeah, yeah, children often do explain, look at things the best way. Yeah, they take the complexity out of it. And, yeah, and that's right. Cut to, the, cut to the core. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, it, it's about like you know, it's it's about making sure that house you um, dismantle is you know all the items in it um, and building materials are being um, upcycled, reused, turned into something else. Like all the concrete, for example, is being ground down and turned into roading or, you know, just things like that. Because that's actually what yeah. can happen. So yeah. it's not so much getting rid of waste as changing it into something else, changing it to something useful. Well, we won't, we can't eliminate all waste from our life. We've got to, we've just got to make sure that we don't have, you know, we don't have waste that's just going in no, nowhere. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, if you look at the natural world, nothing is wasted. Every every something that's a waste from one organism becomes useful to another organism. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The planet wouldn't have survived very long if it didn't work. Well, that's regenerative any other way. resources, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we shouldn't be using resources that aren't regenerative. Yeah. 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 We're learning slowly. We are. Yeah. Yeah. And have you learned? I know you guys had a tour around Extreme. Yesterday, that took a very long yeah. time because people have highly detailed questions. It was really great, actually, because. Um, You know, in all the years that I've been here, uh, I have never actually done a tour at Extreme. Um, And it was really fascinating, like, um, getting a a background on how Extreme was actually started. I've heard different versions of it. Okay. um, um, But it's actually quite... It can be quite difficult getting that information from uh, Liz and Rick as well because they don't like talking about themselves too much. There's my film. <laughs> or that, talking there's themselves my, up. There's my film that I made. <laughs> I sat them down and made them right. talk for for like hours. Really? Yeah. Oh, can you share that with me? Yeah, it's on YouTube. I'll, yeah. yeah. There's discs around. I, I made it in the days when you made DVDs, but it, we put it on YouTube that more would recently. That's great. I mean, anyone's, no one's seen it on YouTube, but a lot of people saw okay. it. Okay, cool. Disc. Yeah. Yeah, so I did get them to talk. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, and then um, and Liz gave us a good tour of the food composting and green waste. Um, yeah. And that was fascinating. Yeah, really interesting. I mean, just while we were standing there, um, like you don't realise how much, um, like there's so many people that just don't, they're not um, actually taking the time to, you know, ensure that they're um, putting only food into their food waste or the right food or just while we were standing there looking at this because each each container is a different stage of the food waste, you know, and standing there looking at the stuff that had mostly had decomposed it was mostly finished and right on top was a ziploc bag that was in pristine shape oh yes because <laughs> they don't decompose yeah, yeah yeah so and that had gone through the that had been put into the food waste bin mm, yeah mm. and then um there was the, so some of the boys um took us through the uh, the um actual recycling stations um, so they've got this big shed. They're just building a new one, actually, big, big new concrete yes. slab, if anyone's yeah. noticed. That's going to be their new sorting centre. Mm. So the sorting at the moment is done on these, you know, big long table. They've got um, bins on one side for every different category of recycling and of plastic recycling. And then they've, they stand on the opposite side of the table and sort all of the... Did you see them working? They're really fast when they're sorting. No, I haven't seen them. They were out on the run while we oh, were okay. there. And yeah. so there were a couple of the guys who, who run those departments uh, with us in the workshop. Yeah. Um, so they were showing us um, yeah. how it when, when they get into it, they get really fast. I and, bet. and one of the reasons they say to take the cap off the bottle is it slows them down. Yeah, they, that's like just, right. The hands are just a blur and all of a sudden they've got to unscrew a, a lid off a bottle yeah. and chuck it somewhere else. Yeah. And really slows them down. So, and yeah. um, and like the containers, like the milk containers and everything, like and plastic bottles and stuff, like squishing them really helps them because they can fit more into a bale. And yeah. you know that's yeah, compacting yeah. it down. But yeah, washing. So every every like there was a two liter chocolate milk bottle, mm-hmm. um, and that hadn't been rinsed and um, and it had gone. You know. Uh, gone hard inside the plastic oh, okay well you know like um Wasn't, got a bit harder yeah yeah and that had to go straight into landfill they had to pick that out and put it into landfill yeah so people really need to there's a reason why you need to wash it there's a reason why you need to take the lid off it saves these guys for starters you're saving it from landfill they can't they can't recycle it if it's dirty and then um you're saving our these are these are people in our community working really hard you're saving them the time of having to take that bottle off that lid yeah. off. Well, it does. It, it means it means the, re, the recyclable materials aren't as commercially viable mm. if if they have to sort through stuff like that. Mm. But it's also like the reason we're number one, the number one recycling town in the country is not just because of extreme. It's because the community is also putting the effort into you know give something a rinse. Yeah, and done with it and things like that. Like it's it's a whole town thing. It's not yeah. just those guys up there. And it's a really big job. Like they work really hard. And just yeah, yeah. to put like people, you know, you you you're not just chucking your recycling in bins, and it's not just being picked up by a machine and sorted by a machine. These are these are members of our community. The one of the leads in there, the guy who runs the sorting station, he's he's got a four month a four week baby at the moment. Right. You know, and he's working he's really a, hard. Yeah, well the, the rubbish so, keeps on coming. Yeah, so just taking that extra couple of minutes to sort your recycling properly saves him having to do it at the other end. Yeah. 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 
I just had someone text me, how do I find that film on YouTube? Keywords are Extreme Waste Community Enterprise, because it was still called Extreme Waste, not Extreme Zero Waste mm. when I made it. So Extreme Waste Community Enterprise, that should hopefully find it. I haven't tried that lately, but that should do it. And in the film, you actually see the guys um, sorting, now that Is I remember. It, yep. Just a brief cut. Did they used to be called Extreme Waste? Yeah, right from the start, yeah. Oh, Okay. I thought that was just like a an accident, like people accidentally caught said extreme waste, but that's what they used to be called. It was supposed to be spelt. This is a little. It's not a secret, but it was supposed to be X then dash then stream. So uh, it's taking it out of the waste stream. Ah, uh, yeah. But it was the guys say that it was, Rick was up late at night writing out a a document, and that included the name on it, and it, he wrote it like that when he was really tired, and it. So it became extreme waste with uh, the way we see it now. <laughs> oh, hang on. Yeah, I have seen it written as extreme waste on old, old yeah. comms. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they changed the name. I don't know. It was, it's been, it was been extreme waste longer than it's been extreme zero waste. Might anyway. have been sending the wrong message, eh? Well, the zero. The extreme ze- waste. Extreme, the, zero, the zero is important. They decided the zero was yeah, a really important it is, part yeah. of it. Yeah, that's, that's the goal, right? Yeah. It's better yeah. than when I, I remember with the first, I had to get out of the habit. For some reason, I was in the habit of writing extreme waster. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. I had to correct myself all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so so that was that's been really eye opening for us, um, for everyone in, in, involved in that workshop. Um, mm. Yeah. All right. So back to the environment centre. We're talking yeah. to Jasmine from the environment centre. Um, projects that you guys are working on. Uh, so we've 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 got Maui Dolphin Week coming up um, at the end of this month. Um, yep. So uh, I've I can confirm the science night is part of that is um, is happening on Wednesday the twenty fifth. Okay. Yep. Um, and that is that's the first of our. Uh, we haven't held a science night for quite a while. Um, mm. We've had nine of them before, so this will be our tenth science night. Okay. Um, we have moved over to the Harbourview Hotel um, because when we were still in red, it, it's they've got that uh, courtyard out the back, and it's quite a large space. It's a little bit better space-wise, and it's got lots of ventilation. Yeah. Um, and they're uh, investing in some outdoor heaters for that space as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, they've oh. done it up quite nicely. Um, they've been working on it, um, and they've got that little stage there, so it makes it a little bit, yeah, it's a... It's um it's just a nice big space for holding science okay. nights. Yep. So and I understand Phil McCabe will be talking. Yeah. So Phil McCabe's going to come and give us a talk about seabed mining. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he's just had he just did a webinar on that. So he did. Yep. Yeah. We talked Which to him the I other attended. day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. How was that? Is it is it less fun on a webinar? It is less fun. Yeah. Yep. But, but it's the, really informative. But as on well. the other hand, it's the easiest way to get all those people together because they had quite a lot of different experts. Yeah, and and so yeah, there were like Cindy Baxter was uh, um, there as well, and Debbie Newton Packer. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, that yeah, it's informative. It was the first of three of them, so we'll we'll be sharing those on anyone can can uh, tune in to listen. Yeah. Yep. Um, but we will be sharing those on our Facebook pages page uh, when the next one is announced as well okay yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll let people know as well but yeah so um next wednesday so one week in one week um yeah. come over to the harbourview hotel after work so from six it starts at six o'clock it's just going for one hour so phil is going to he's going to do a little bit of a given bit of an update on the current situation with seabed mining um and then he's he's just going to play a 15 minute um film about it as well and then he's going to have a question and answer session 
yeah, so that'll be really interesting. Yeah. Okay. And cool. you can get, you know, your dinner and uh, a drink at the same time. I think I'm going to put some um, money on the bar for food, not for, like, for bowls of fries and things. Oh, okay. But you can get your own drink and... All right. Yeah. That's a little incentive there, free yeah. food. You might see what people will do for free food. <laughs> yep, for some hot fries. Yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. It's enough. Hey, so... Um, so you're talking about you were going to do Maui Dolphin Week a while ago, but I think COVID issues happened. It's just been a constantly evolving, changing situation on what we can do, what we can't do, and then when it turned to orange, it just allowed us a little bit more. Um, like we were quite limited in what we could do, and um, so now there's yeah, we can definitely do more. I'm just I'm also arranging with talking to Extreme. We're going to. Um, as part of Maui Dolphin Day because we can't hold the raft race, the recycled raft race. Um, we're going to, Extreme are going to um, do uh, a public tour, so oh, yeah. uh, at no charge. So members of the public will be able to go up to Extreme. You have to pre-register because there will be limited numbers for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you'll be able to go up to Extreme and, and it takes about an hour and a half to do a tour there. Then they run you through... Like, for, for starters, like what I was just talking about, the history of how extreme zero waste came about, um, what they've done um, so far, and then it's like a tour of the wood yard, the metal yard and everything. It's Yeah, it's really – and the sorting bays. Okay. Yeah, that'll be really informative. It's quite eye-opening and gives you a much greater appreciation for how important they are. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, I remember when Bob McLeod, who passed away last year, when he did mm, his, did a tour, he came back raving about it and told the rest yeah. of the community board that they should all go and do one as well. Yeah, I think it should be something that you should really make the effort to, like, if you if you if you're listening to this and and you see um, us post about when that tour is available, like, honestly, it's totally worth it just for that hour and a half it's really worth it yeah mm, mm. yeah so that'll be so this is maui dolphin week mm. it's so a, it's the, the end of the, the, this month yep. okay the covid scenario anything yep. else well i'll do? be i'm just working with the senior students on um doing a little project with them as well um and then also we're going to be doing a beach clean with coast care um okay. and that's going to be happening uh let me bring it up uh, so that's going to be happening on Saturday, the twenty eighth of May. Um, so this, so the Saturday, last Saturday of this month, um, low tides at uh, twenty to three. So we're going to be doing the beach clean at two pm. Okay. Yep. Um, and then I'm hoping that we can um, do the Tiako beach clean that we've been trying to do for a while now because it's been a couple of years since we've done it a beach clean over there okay um but i'm just so i have to organize that with the fishing club first yeah could be quite messed up over there by now sorry could be a bit of mess over there by now oh there will be yeah and it's funny because everyone thinks that there's no rubbish over there but there most certainly is oh, we just can't see it from here we can't <laughs> see it a few hundred meters away right. yeah. yeah there'll be like the rubbish that's collected over there and it's the same with the i don't know if you've ever have you walked along uh Ruapuki beach and there's that inlet right in the middle of the north and south end I've, no i haven't been in them that bit no right i've only been yeah i've only been up the, the north end yeah so um what you'll notice about Ruapuki is that there's lots of tiny bits of uh, uh, coloured plastic. Yeah. Yep. And that. Um, and then if you walk right, right to the middle of the north and south uh, car parks, right in the middle, there is a uh, freshwater like inlet there. Yeah. And um, that's. It seems to be where it 
that spot seems to collect all of the plastic waste from the ocean that comes in, mm. um, and it's really heartbreaking. Yeah, it's actually quite devastating when you see how much plastic's in there. It's microplastic and it's um, it's packing tape. It's all stuff off fishing boats, by the way. Yeah. Yep, so commercial fishing boats. Um, you can tell by looking at everything. Most of it's from commercial fishing boats. Is yep. that right? Yeah. I know there's some places in the world where the the world's rubbish kind of gravitates toward obviously Rupuki's not one of those so that's why it's probably dominated just by the fishing boats yeah you, you could like uh stacy and i went out there i think it was oh, last year um with one other person and we we actually came across another young couple um a couple of backpackers who had just uh gone out there with rubbish bags themselves because they'd been to visit, saw the situation, and were really cut up about it. Right, and had okay. gone home, so got some bags, it. and come back out. Mm. Um, and we we spent a few hours picking up bits of plastic, but um, and we filled. You know, it's you'd have to spend weeks, <laughs> days. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. and then there's the because it breaks down into smaller and smaller pieces too. Like you just. Yeah, that yeah. requires a high tech solution. Really, yeah, it's in various sort of sizes up. as well. Like you're finding big black trays, um, and then you're finding like the microplastic, and you just look out and it's just coloured pieces of miniature plastic everywhere. Yeah. But um, and lots of fishing net and uh, fishing wire. It's caught in the sand dunes. You can't even pull it out. Oh, because it's very um, deep. Yeah. Yeah. So keep an eye out for a beach clean there, and we really need a lot of hands on deck for for yeah. going out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, how's the time bank going? Time bank's going great, yeah. Um, I mean, time bank's always going great. They've got um, a good uh, group of people there. Um, yeah. But they they have a monthly uh, coffee meet-up. Um, so for anyone – I've noticed we've had a lot of young people um, – requesting to join the uh, time bank group as well okay. there's a there's a time bank Facebook page and there's a time bank website but there's also a time bank um, private group for internal plant like when people are doing workshops that they're only offering to time bank members or anything like that or ex- they want to talk about an exchange they want to make um, but I've noticed lately there's been quite a few young people joining it okay mm, which is really exciting yeah um and so they're they're having their monthly meetup um, on the twenty seventh. for this month's one is is Friday the twenty seventh. Um, what time? So that's Friday, not this Friday, next Friday. Um, so that's from ten thirty to eleven thirty. Um, that's a it's an alfresco style time bank meetup. Um, Thirteen Bow Street. What's that? Thirteen Bow Street. That's in town. Yeah, I don't know. I like I've, I've, it's taken me years. I finally learned. I think we're forty one Bow Street here in the town hall. Um, because you just don't think of the middle of town like that. But uh, so I'd say that's down near the intersection, maybe near the library. Oh, that's just that the um, the, the parklet sh- opposite Wild. Okay. Yeah, out on the street there. So I think the idea is you just go and get your own coffee from somewhere, and just sit in that. On those seats there in that area outside. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Okay, that's yeah. all right. There you go. Face, you learned something because I bet nobody knew where Thirteen Bow Street was. Yeah, off the top of the. Head. So that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the but it's so it's not meeting at Wild. 
it's uh, getting a takeaway coffee from anywhere you like and, and sitting on those park benches Okay, on that corner. All right, there you go, yeah. folks. That's happening. So just remind us the day. That's Friday week, is it? Yeah, Friday week um, at 10.30, so okay. just for an hour. And it, that's just a really casual coffee meet-up that they hold meet monthly. Um, it gives you an opportunity to... Um, to talk to Time Bank, other Time Bank members, but also our Time Bank coordinator, Tanya. Yeah. She'll be attending that. Um, and so you get to ask everything you need to know. She can yeah explain how Time Bank works and help you join up, all of that. Mm. Okay, cool. All right. Yep. And um, how about the uh, the community gardens? Yeah, how so, yep, the community gardens, they have uh, two, two working bees a month. Um, and the next one is this coming Tuesday. Uh, 24th of May and they've just Manu and Tanya have just changed the times that that runs so it used to be a morning thing on a Tuesday twice a month but um, they're just trying to um, see if uh, if it makes it a little bit easier for a lot of people especially during summer it's not as hot in the afternoon now I'm yeah. uh, sorry, during winter, it's yes. not as hot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that is at uh, from 3 to 4.30, uh, Tuesday 24th, the next one. Yeah, and just uh, hop down to the community gardens and join in. Um, it's a really good opportunity, not just to um, see how the community, community gardens operate, what their plan is for what they're sowing at the moment, um, but you get some really good knowledge. Like every single community gardens working bee is just shared knowledge um, and education. Yeah, so you get to ask all those questions to people who um, are really experienced yeah. growers. Yeah. yeah. And is that um, is that like you say? There's two per month. Is it always like the first and third week, or the second and fourth week, or something like that? First and third, or sec- no, second. Of, is that the or what's the twenty fourth? It feels like the fourth week, doesn't it? Yeah, 24th is, so it's the second Tuesday and the fourth Tuesday of every month. Okay. Yep. And for anyone that doesn't know where the community gardens are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, um, the little street next to the library. That's where Nera. Yeah. And if you walk down there, you've got the uh, the backpackers at the end, but you've also got the police station. So there's a driveway just before the police station, and you walk down there next to the old house. And on b- between the police station and that old house, yeah, um, there's a, a grass driveway. Just walk down there, and you'll find the community gardens. Okay, yeah. So it's kind of by, behind the police station, but yeah. But um, one thing we just want to try and make people aware of is um, there's there's always been it's always been very relaxed about helping yourself to to stuff in the community gardens. Yeah. But um, there's there's a much uh, more planned effort on what's being grown down there for different purposes um and we feel that um like the so the volunteers who work down there and work really hard um they they have a right to take some of that produce home as part of the labor that they're putting in yeah um but we we're going to be making signage to to say you know what has been planted somewhere whether you're like saying you know please don't eat any of this because it's been planted for a perp you know yeah. a particular event or or something um and it might be another item might say you know it's okay to take a couple of tomatoes but please don't because we've we had a few instances over summer where the tomato plants were being stripped oh okay right. yeah it was really unfortunate so um yeah, there's not enough produce being grown down there to feed the community, 
Um, but we are trying to just be a bit more mindful about what we're planting and what purpose it has. Okay, yeah. so there'll be little notes on on the various. Yeah, we're just spots. going to make up some little signs. Okay, yeah. cool. And um, the workshops. What about workshops that you guys have got running? Uh, so we've got uh, one coming up, um, and that is for anyone who is interested in having a an aroha stand on their street, like that's the free pantry, like the one on Wallace Street, ne- uh, sorry, on um, Wainui Road uh, next to the museum and the yeah. info, the iHub. Um, there's a few of them have been uh, prop- popping up around town since then. Um, like we've got one at Lorenzen Bay um, and... It's just a, you know, just a way, a central place for people to share the produce or like fruit and veggies out of their garden. Yeah. Um, and so this is facilit- this workshops to facilitate, like we're, you're actually going to be building one with Manu um, out, out of like old pallets and stuff. And it's just to show you how to put one together. Um, and then Tanya will also be like going over the practical ways to run an aroha stand as well like okay. um yep. for example the one at at Lorenzen Bay we have a strict um only fresh fruit and veggie policy and and worm juice um <laughs> growing yeah because I've got a worm farm <laughs> but we don't want clothing or household goods okay, or, any, yeah. or canned food or anything right yeah because um because then, you know, what a lot of people don't realise, even even the one on Wainui Road, you've got people dropping off their household items. But it becomes when, a dumping place. Well, it, it's like they have, you, have, you really have to think about if no one wants your, your stuff, like, you know, um, someone has to pick that stuff up and take it up to extreme and pay the fee. So yeah, well, that's probably that's probably what they're thinking. If someone else can pay it instead of them, yeah. And you've got people like Rose Wallace who, and I think there's another couple of volunteers who end up having to do that that work. Yeah, <laughs> they have to clean up the free pantry. Yeah. They have yeah. to take it all up to extreme. Yeah, you know. And I think people should be a little bit more considerate and maybe take their goods up to extreme themselves. Yes. If you, yeah, if you don't want it, maybe no one else wants it either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is the case with some stuff. Uh, hey, folks, we've been talking to Jasmine from the Environment Centre. So that just remind us that workshop date. Uh, the, so the Aroha stands, Aroha stands. Um, that workshop is um, on Sunday, the 29th of May, at two pm to four pm. Um, there is a ten dollar um, fee that's to cover, you know, um, the expenses for us. Um, but if you are a Time Bank member, it's um, there are credits available. You can use your credits that you've collected. Um, now, if you that requires a registration to uh, attend that um, workshop, um, that'll be, it'll be held at the community house. But just email Tanya, and her email address is food at fangaroa.org.nz. Okay, cool. Yeah. And um, I want to squeeze in one more track, a track before we go. Do you have a, a Raglan track that you'd like us to play? I've got a folder open. A here Raglan you, track. Yeah, a Raglan song. Um, well, I really like you know the new band. Um, oh, Mondo Green. Mondo Green. I love their bonus track that they put on their album. It's like that. It's quite cute. I thought that they called it eighties inspired. Is it? Um, I might have to dig that out with. Uh, it's really nice. I like it. I thought it was a great is track. This open? Yeah, it's got a great sound to it. I'm okay. Keep talking. Oh, you've got to log in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. And well, I have to say, Fangaroa, it is a beautiful sunny day. Something that I learned that I didn't know before, which I'm very 
um, disappointed in myself is the original name for Raglan. Did you know what it was? What it is? It's not going to be the obvious, Whangaroa. Poo Toy Toy? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. So um, Raglan Township used to be covered in um, Toy Toy. Yeah. Like the whole town. And I mean, how great would it be to see that seed all planted back up again? Maybe the council, when they're doing all the work around the waterways, that there's the. If anyone's interested, there's that. Um, the council uh, have a public meeting on their waterway plan, oh, fresh waterway yes. plan tomorrow. Need to find, that's we should tomorrow. be talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's at the old school, I think, isn't it? Yeah, which council? Is yeah. that the regional council? It's a. Uh, let me bring it up. It, I've got the music playing in the background now. You can't hear it, but uh, the listeners Oh, can. okay, great. So they're not just listening to our dead ear. Yeah. <laughs> you did really well. You should be a DJ. <laughs> I did work in a radio station oh, once Oh, that's before. right. There you go. Yeah. You, that's why, that's why you yep. just took to it <laughs> comfortably. Um, so the, uh, we just need to bring up uh, fresh water. I'm just going into my emails. So I'll raise the music up while you search. Yep. Okay, the fresh, the regional council, it's the Waikato Regional Council, so that is happening tomorrow at, um, oh, great, I thought I'd found it, but, ah, here we go. Right. Ah, so Union Church... Uh, hall, so that's right. the the church, uh, the one on the corner of Stewart Street and Wainui. It's the hall behind it. It's called the Congregational Church now, but um, is it? Yeah, but okay. mostly only the people in it know the name change. Everyone still wants to call it the Union Church. Right. Okay. So yeah. they're having. Um, it's actually what I do know. It says it's from nine. It starts at nine thirty a.m. and runs until three p.m. But what I do know is um, that it's actually split into two sessions. So there's a morning session at nine thirty. Yeah. And there's an afternoon session that starts at one thirty. Are they repeats? No, they're covering different things. Different things. Okay. So I'm attending the morning session, and our committee chair Denise is attending the afternoon session. Okay. Because we actually uh, have a um, a plan that we created years ago around oh a catchment plan Whangaroa yeah catchment our Whangaroa plan. catchment yes. plan so yeah. we we're really keen to get back into that space and um, and see what the council the regional council are actually talking about. I wonder if this is related plan. to something Fred Litchwick was talking about, which is that the the rating for our harbour is based on really old data when it was a bit of a mess. Yeah. And it need, you right. want a better rating because then there's more. Regulations to protect well, it, environmentally speaking. Our harbour has been greatly improved. Oh, hugely! And, yeah. But I do know that there is the Waingaro, um yeah. that inlet, that the harbour catchment there that hasn't been. There's um, le- the less that's l- bit of a mess. Yeah, from less, what I less riparian management over that side of the harbour. That's yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so that's on tomorrow. Um, I encourage anyone who's interested in um, in hearing what the regional council are planning to do, and and there's lots of all the organisations in Whangaroa are really keen to see some action and, and take on some projects around that. So yeah. get okay. down there. Yeah. All right. And we're gonna we've actually gone almost all the way through the song, but I'm gonna go back to about halfway, and people can listen to Mondo Green Leave, which is the '80s inspired bonus track as chosen by Jasmine. Thanks for coming in, Jasmine. Thank you. Out. When I scream, it seems muffled. 